When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is your favorite sound? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What is your favorite sound? Why are we asking, Colleen? Well, thank you for asking, Bradley. Uh, there is a uh, there is a survey, or uh, yeah, I guess it's a survey or like a study, a poll. That's what they're called, a poll um, that is asking people what their favorite song sounds are that trigger happy memories. And I've got a top 10 list here, but I thought it would be also fun to just get people's thoughts about that as well. What is your favorite sound? 651-641-1071. Would you like to know some from the poll, Bradley? But of course I would. Number 10 is leaves rustling. Ooh, yes. Do you want to know why? Because leaf rustle sounds good. I don't know. It reminds us of the autumn and the beautiful colors changing etc the sound of rain is number nine uh trees blowing in the breeze is eight seven is a cat purring holly and i can relate to that oh yeah i mean not that you can't bradley but as the resident cat lovers terrible rude a waterfall which I actually would like to say i don't like that sound makes you want to pee exactly i don't need that Walking on fresh snow is on the crunch, list. Crunch, right? I would not like that sound. I don't want to it's remind like myself that snow is a thing. Oh no, also, it's coming. It sounds like styrofoam, and I hate that sound. Oh, and that's not what the segment is. Okay. The segment isn't the sounds you hate. It's the sounds you love. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your favorite sound? Also, a crackling fireplace is on the list. I could see that. Yeah, that sounds very relaxing. Birds chirping. These are sounds that. Uh, Trigger happy memories. Yeah. Number two is waves crashing on the beach. I think that's mine. I love that one, but it also does make me have to pee. Oh, sure. And number one, the number one thing is an old song that you love, especially if you haven't heard it in a long time. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, there were other ones on the top 20 list. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna give you a surprise what number 18 was a little bit later in the segment. Don't forget to ask me. But let's go to the phones. Mary's on the line. Hello to Mary. Hi, Mary. Mayor, what's your uh, favorite sound there, Mary? Mine is the ocean, and I guess it hit number two on your list. Yes. But it's it's not only the waves crashing. It's You've got seagulls, and you've got, you know, the smooth mm. ocean, and it's just so calming and relaxing. It's like instant nap. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I agree. You know, especially, Mary, when you pair it with like the smell of the salty air and all of the other senses that you can oh, engage sure. when you're on the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. And I will tell you, I'm the Mary that lives in South Carolina. 
Yes. I have sand in my car. You have sand in your car? Oh, from being... I thought you just, like, carried it around so you could always have that feeling. No. No, my dear. It gets on your flip-flops, and you can never get that out of your car. I wish I had that problem. (laughs) Right? Come on down. Oh, we will, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Sorry you said that. Thanks for your call, Mary. Let's go to Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Rachel, what is your favorite sound that triggers a happy memory? My grandmother's wind chimes. Oh. They were... Uh, after she passed several years ago, those were, you know, everybody wanted this or that, or all I wanted was these beat up old wind chimes. She mm-hmm. had them hanging on her door. And when you ca- when people would come and go, they always rang and now they're at my house yeah, that's right sweet. next to my door. So when my door opens and closes, you can hear them jingle. And you I think of your that. grandma. Yeah. That's delightful. That is so great. Rachel, um, do you, are there like, um, do, do all wind chimes remind you of your grandma or do, do yours have sort of like a special sound to them? Um, just these because they're not like metal. They're, I don't know. They look like, they almost look like they're made out of flat shells. Oh, yeah. And they're not in great shape. I mean, oh. some of them are broken and all sorts of stuff because they're probably, you know, 50 years old plus. Sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love but, it. Yeah. Rachel, thank you for sharing that with us. Have a great day. And let's go to Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Daniel, what is your favorite sound? This is a weird one, but it's the creaking of the storm door when the opening and closing. Oh. Why is that? It it takes me back to a simpler time. Yeah. Simpler days when I was a much younger fellow than mm-hmm. that level 48 of life that i am (laughs) (laughs) i like that level Level 48 i I like like levels yeah he's leveled up yep and i mean it's you know he takes it back you're like oh yeah that's right because you know if it was that you know i was at my grandparents house i knew like aunts and uncles were coming to visit uh my one uncle would always bring fresh bread from the italian bakery every morning so yum yeah. That's Good so memories. great. Thank you, Daniel, for sharing that with us. And Elizabeth will have the final word. Hi, Elizabeth. What is your favorite sound? Okay, so this isn't my favorite sound, but I thought it was funny this weekend. We were all watching a youth sports event, focusing very deeply, and all of a sudden somebody cracked a can of pop open, and we got, you know, the... Mm-hmm. And multiple eyeballs turned very quickly. I think got pretty excited that it was something maybe... More tailgate An adult related. beverage? Yes, that it was that all of a sudden their focus went from the game very quickly to this woman opening a Diet Pepsi. And oh, that's so funny. We all kind of laughed. But I will say there's something about the sound of that because you know something cold's coming right, right after refreshing. that. Right, right? right. Elizabeth, <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much for that. Uh, okay, now I told you that I would tell you what number 18 was. Yeah, what's number 18? Number 18 of the top sounds that trigger happy memories... Number 18 is radio playing in the background. Oh. So if Hopefully you. Hopefully on my talk 107. Exactly. So if you're listening to us right now, you better be happy, okay? And if you're not. Well, then why are you listening? Exactly. Well, Weird. we'll ruin it when we come back on the yeah, Colleen and Bradley show um, because we have to talk about Prince Nasty. Oh, God. Oh. Prince Prince Nasty. Prince Nasty, that's what we call him. His name is Prince Andrew, and he's nasty. We'll talk about him after this on My Talk 1071.
Oh, hey, everybody. It's time for a Prince Nasty update on the Colleen and Bradley show. Sell it. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. What, what, pray tell, kind of madness is Prince Nasty up to today? He got served. So, and I don't mean dinner, Mm. Prince Andrew was actually served with legal papers, finally, but of course, and here's the thing that's frustrating, unfortunately, he was served in a manner that can only be afforded a member of the British royal family. Let's discuss, and uh, we can talk about what this means for next steps. So, back it up, Prince Andrew, of course, has uh, is facing... A civil suit brought by one Virginia Roberts Jufre. Now, Virginia Roberts, of course, accuses Prince Nasty, as we call him, or otherwise known as the Duke of York, by the mm. good people of the United Kingdom, uh, for sexual assault when she was 17 years old. She says she was forced to have sex with him three times mm. when she was 17, and he has long denied those allegations and has not been charged criminally in connection with those allegations, but she was able to sue him in court. I believe in the state of New York based on a new law that was passed, which gave her uh, the additional opportunity. She took that opportunity. And when you sue someone civilly, they, you have to like give them the paperwork, right? Mm -hmm. And normally, you know, someone would show up and be like, hi, are you Colleen Lindstrom? And you'd say, yeah. And then they'd hand you some paperwork and run away. Yeah. But first they'd go, because this is the best part. You've been served. You've been served. Yeah. Um, that's you, not, you don't want to hear those words. No, you don't want to hear those Mm-mm. words. And then they'll run away. Beep, beep. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all seen that sitcom or the like drama, um, you know, La La episode. Yeah. Wherein that would happen. So this, however, according to all sources, uh, a document was filed on Friday that an affidavit service affidavit of service, rather, was served at his home. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Problem is, they didn't serve it to him. And I always thought you had to serve it to the person. That's what I thought, too. Because it was always this, like, they always make it look like on TV, right? And that's where we learned how to be lawyers and legal Mm -hmm. scholars. Yeah. So you're in good hands, everybody. (laughs) I mean, right? You've got actual television training so Mm -hmm. you'd think they have to make contact with the actual person in this case prince andrew well no that's not what happens when it's a member of the royal family so according to this particular report in the daily mail an agent working on behalf of virginia roberts handed the papers over to the maid not the the maid (laughs) no but police officers at the property who probably just work there and they agreed, yeah, we'll give these to the prince. Sure. Yeah, why not? So apparently the agent had tried the day before it was rebuffed and told that staff had been primed to not accept any documents. Okay, I have so many dumb questions about that yeah. really quick. Sure. Because. I probably have no answers, well, but I'll pretend. Because I don't understand the legalities of this. Like, can you just be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be served. Like, I take backsies or something like what you can't not be served. I I think you are correct. And I think the assumption is that you have to like be handed these papers, but if not, like then you're just going to run the risk of perhaps, you know, being tried regardless. I don't know. It's a civil case. I'm sorry. It's a civil case. And I don't know, but then we have the added complication of the fact that this is uh, a perpetrator, a uh, defendant Mm -hmm. in this case is, in another country. So I don't know what the extra legal 
meaning is behind the fact that he lives in the United Kingdom. It doesn't matter, though. Um, whoever was there at the residence in the form of apparently police officers took those documents and mm. allegedly handed them over. So that just means that he's now fully aware. You know, it's interesting, too, because we didn't spend a lot of time talking about this. The reports that he was actively hiding uh, in this case, like trying to find a way to not have to take to get those papers and to be in a place where he couldn't be tried or extradited. And so, you know, we did talk about it in terms of blind items at one point. Right. But like, that's not the same as news. Um it is to us, but that's a different story. But we did read some blind items that he had been uh, looking into taking some vacations, mm-hmm. uh, but that he was being advised not to do so because you can run, but you can't hide Prince yeah. Nasty. Unless it's a vacation place that they can't extradite you from, which would you know probably make a lot of sense. But here's also the thing. This is not... We don't have to worry, I imagine, about extradition in this case because it's not a criminal case. It's a civil there case. There might be some sort of criminal under... Or goings on that we're not aware of. I don't think that's the case. But in this case, and I'm just going to say case a thousand times, it's civil. Mm-hmm. So by that, I mean, it's not like they're going to come arrest him. Right. I mean, he has to, I would imagine, show up. And if he doesn't, would be tried regardless in that case or could be held accountable regardless. It'll, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see how he responds to those papers that he was served by yeah. one. Uh, Virginia Roberts. I just, I just find it so. Uh, to your earlier point, Bradley, like th- th- he was totally served in a manner that can only be afforded of a member of the British royal family. Yeah, like everybody else is like, oh, okay. You want some gossip on how he was Ooh, served? Yes, well, yes, I do. Yes. By the item. How was he served? Here's a little mystery. I think you're going to be able to solve mm. it. Everyone guarding the royal pedophile was instructed not to accept any papers from anyone. But one of the royal police apparently decided to be a hero and deliberately disobeyed that order. Mm. Oh, good for that person. No kidding. Uh, And he will uh, be one who will not now get in the way of the carriage of justice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Probably lost his job, but good on ya. I mean, if it means that he is finally once and for all you know, sees justice or that Virginia Roberts at the very end of the day, I just want her to be able to have her day in court and then, you know, decide what they will. But at least she will feel like she has been heard in a court of law, not just the court of public opinion, because I think most of the people listening in the court of public opinion that have any sense and not a horse in this fight, think she has been terribly, terribly not served by justice. Absolutely. it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The thing that 
I find uh, the most frustrating that should be galling to everybody is the lengths that they are going to, they being the royal family, but also Prince Nasty, to try to run away from this story. It's like, if if he would just stand up and take his lumps, right? And, like, actually answer to this to the actual allegations... You know, because this isn't going to go away. He's, yep. They're going to have to keep chasing him. And it just looks like he's running. Um, yeah, now, like, what I, are you so... You know, there is that notion of what are you so afraid of. But at the same time, I don't think it's so much that. Even if he felt like he was totally innocent, I think it's just a privilege thing. Like, oh, totally. I, don't, I don't... I shouldn't have to deal with this. I don't have to be accountable for things at all. You know, um, and I, I always go back to that interview which that is where you really could see his privilege on full display. That interview that he did where he just was, he clearly, even though he had been advised not to do this interview, he decided to go ahead with it and then made absolutely no logical sense. It's just, it seemed very much a person who thought, I don't like words don't actually matter. Right. If I just show up and do something, it's fine. Or that's like, all that I need to do. Or everybody will believe whatever I say. Yeah. Just by virtue of the fact that it's coming out of the mouth of a prince. And that the lie detector determined that was a that lie. That is a lie. Right? Because we all saw right through all of his uh shenanigans and his skullduggery. Well, anybody with a brain in their head anyway. Right? Who wasn't named Windsor. Yeah. Or Fergie. And by Fergie, I you don't mean, mean Fergalicious. I don't mean no, Fergalicious. No, we're not bringing her into Although, the chat. Although, I don't know what no. her opinions are, frankly. Listen, somebody should ask her, though, because, you know, <laughs> her London, London bridge is falling down. It's code for underwear. Yeah. I, see I don't know if you guys knew that. Is it? Um, I believe so. Or Isn't London that what bridges? you got? Or bridges? No, bridge. I, I believe that that's, that song is about her underwear falling her off. panties falling? Yeah. It's a panty dropper, is what you're saying. That's, and in the video, she is wearing underwear with the Union Jack on well, her that booty. That would make sense. Yeah, right. So that's where I got that from. I I thought I was. Well, I'm looking right. at the lyrics. <laughs> How come every time you come around, my London London Bridge, wanna, is it fall down? London Bridge, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's about it's about being a panty dropper. That's okay. all it is. It's about a panty dropper, you guys. All right, and um, panty dropper expert that just Colleen Lindstrom has schooled us all. Feels really inappropriate in light of the fact that we were just talking about Prince Nasty. Prince yeah, Nasty. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, That's nasty. Dun, Any given dun, day, dun, I am at least twice. Um, when we were, thank you, Bradley, for giving us thank that you. update on Prince Nasty. He's now been served. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, as if that were not D-baggy enough, we have yet another D-bag or two to tell you about in our little segment on the Colleen and Bradley show we call D-bag. Exactly. On my talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. What's that name, Bradley? D-Bag. Yes. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. My D-Bag. You're wondering who my D-Bag is? Yep. So it's Gwyneth Paltrow and oh, also no. it's page six. What? 
Bingo. What's she doing? What's they doing? Okay, so um, did you, have you been wondering, by any chance, how Gwyneth Paltrow feels about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez's romance? No. Exactly. And that's why they're all my D-bags. Oh, great. Thanks, So you may have forgotten, but don't worry, you'll be reminded that Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck dated. Did you remember that? Actually, yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. But like you weren't like up at night about it. No. You weren't like, oh, remember when they dated, right? No, you weren't. Um, But. Page six wants us to remember that they did once date. They dated around the time that they uh, that they did Shakespeare in Love and Bounce. So like around like the late nineties, early aughts. Okay. Actually, mostly the late nineties. Anyway, they were on again, off again. And um, Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to know she's super. She thinks they're so cute together. Ben Affleck and Jane. Yeah, this is that oh, thing that cute. people do, but they're like, oh, somebody famous did something. I'm going to now insert myself mm-hmm. into this narrative because it's an opportunity for me, the celebrity, to remind you that I'm a celebrity and I'm still here. Exactly. And that I was once linked to one of those celebrities. Yeah. So apparently uh, somebody, Marielle Han, I don't know who that is, posted a picture of Ben Affleck and J-Lo kissing at the Venice Film Festival in Venice, Italy, and Gwyneth Paltrow replied, okay, this is cute. And page six was able to spin about ten paragraphs out of that, reminding us that the two of them used to date, and apparently Gwyneth Paltrow has now officially given Benifer Gennifer her blessing. Yeah, and I will say this is like a total Gwyneth move because she is an Instagram lurker and she will comment and insert herself into stories Mm. on occasion. So this is not the first time I've seen her wield this kind of power. Right. So anyway, there you go. Uh, And uh, thus now ends my D-bag because I've been very excited to get to your D-bag. Um, oh, the Tory Spelling? Yeah, yeah. she's my D-bag. Did yeah. she get one of these? Sure. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. I would like to call this particular D-bag moment, Tori, your story is bory. And it's also full of lies, which we don't care, um, even though we care because we keep talking about it. Why don't you share an allegory? I'm just trying to keep rhyming. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing there. Um Look, okay, so here's the thing. There's this whole narrative about her face, and it's not her face. And she's like, it's my face, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to look like Khloe Kardashian, but everybody's like, you look like Khloe Kardashian. And she's still talking about it. Okay. So she most recently, uh, over the weekend or uh, at the end of last week, talked about, she quote, addressed those plastic surgery rumors and comparisons to Khloe Kardashian. And then she also talked about her marital troubles with Dean McDermott. Not a shock, because that is fertile territory. Yeah, that's been Tory spelling. bread and butter for quite some fertile time. Fertile territory Tory. spelling, right? Yes. So she was on um, Radio Andy's Jeff Lewis Live. So Jeff Lewis... Is one of those talkers over mm-hmm. at Radio Andy. That's Andy Cohen's radio station on Sirius. Mm-hmm. And he's like, girl, what's up with your face? And <laughs> Just get to the point. Yeah, right? Let's that, not but, mince words. But that's what I would have said. And not like because I really care what's up with her face, but because everybody's talking about it. Right. 
She goes, first of all, I have an amazing makeup artist. So I want you to listen to the story that Tori Spelling is telling about her face. First of all, I have an amazing makeup artist now. Okay. Implies that this is makeup. Right. Her name is Haley Hoff. And with contour, uh, and she does makeup like no one else. And my face, I look completely different. I look like I've had a nose job. Like, it's straight now. It's all contouring, she said, of of uh, her face. In addition to contouring, so it's all contouring, except it's not. And I would like to put a pin in the contouring, because I think we can have a conversation about that, and mm-hmm. why it's a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, then she goes on to say, in addition to contouring, she also credits her facial change. Also, imagine the world in which you find yourself discussing your facial change. Uh, I know that world. It's called L.A. Yeah. The mother of five also credits her facial change on exosome exosome therapy. What? Which is a, quote, type of regenerative medicine treatment that can improve signaling between cells, reduce inflammation... Gwyneth Paltrow, anyone? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause cells to regenerate and modify the body's immune system when it's not healthy. You know, it could be the exosomes, too, because they say my skin looks flawless. So maybe I'm, like, looking younger. They said I looked like Snooki's age. I mean, she's 33. I'll take that. It's exosomes. Wow. I'm telling wow. you. I, wow. You know, I hate to break it. I just, I hate to be the one to maybe say that you don't look like your Snooki's contemporary, but that's okay. Yeah, but so now that, I mean that was an interesting so, like self flex. Yes, right. So now what I would like you to do is is you would say, well, like I'm not always comfortable talking about a woman's face. This is why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. I want you to now. So what she's saying is basically it's all smoke and mirrors. Right. That's why people and are it's reacting. The exosomes. And exosomes, whatever the heck Which I'm is. looking up, and it looks very sciencey, but also... It looks like bougie science. Yeah. Like somebody who yeah. spent a lot of money trying to make it's you facial believe it's... facial science. Yeah, yeah. Which, fine, mm-hmm. do your thing. But that don't make you look like Khloe Kardashian. So, all those things, right? Okay, we can talk about those things. But I want you to do me a favor and go to the article that I posted uh, in, in the Daily Mail. And yeah. I want you to scroll down to the... Uh, there's a couple of photos where she's on the podcast talking to Jeff Lewis. Yeah, and now, her cheekbones are in her ears. Thank you. Okay. okay, so yes, if you just showed me the photo that we have all talked about that made people think Tori looked like Chloe, you could probably get away with an argument that there was a lot of contouring there, which mm-hmm. I don't doubt. But then look at the side shot of her talking to Jeff Lewis. Right. That's not makeup. Well, that's her face. Can I just which you can tell because it's a profile. Mm-hmm. Can I just like state the uh, it's so obvious she's not only did she borrow Khloe Kardashian's face, she borrowed Khloe Kardashian and all the Kardashians excuse. Yeah, because that's right. They've been doing this for years, yeah. like nipping and tucking and adding and, you know, boosting and shifting and training and all of that stuff for years and trying to to gaslight us yep. and tell us it was always just contouring. Yeah. Well, and even Jeff Lewis says, oh, yeah, it's those exosomes. It's like the fountain of youth. Okay. Oh, well, here's the thing I will say, based on my rudimentary, like, three-minute in-segment study, there is there are actual uses for exosomes that are for medical uses. Like, apparently it is helpful in... Um, some types of uh, stroke therapy. Mm. 
So there's like actual medical uses yeah. for these exosomes, but not she ain't talking about therapy. that kind. She's yeah. that's not the kind she's talking about. Yeah. So okay. this sounds like somebody got in her ear and was like, "Girl, it's just tell us exosomes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's contouring and exosomes. You know, again." Fool me once, shame on you. Like, we can see you. And it again, to be clear, I don't care what Tori Spelling's face looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. What I care about is this, like, weird flex that celebrities do in Hollywood where we all see the thing. And to your point, you use the word gaslighting. That's really what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're being called out on something. And if you don't want to say, you know, celebrities of yore knew how to do this. You just simply said, you know, a woman's you know, prerogative is to have secrets or, you know, some dumb thing. Like, you just don't tell the truth. Right. But you don't have to lie blatantly to us when we can see the obvious. You just tell people it's none of your business. I, you know, I do what I need to do to look the way I need to right. look. Right, right. Next question. Yeah, my face looks different. What, what about yours? Or, like, Bye. why are you talking about my face? <laughs> right. There Mind are ways, your own beeswax. Yeah, but don't, but don't outright lie. That's yes. the thing that really is irritating. Like, oh, it's contouring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, don't try to make it sound like trolly old me is going to be able to just get the cosmetics to get a new face. Well, I well, think that's the key. Yeah, right. that and that, you ain't getting no exosomes. No, yeah. trust. It's like, even if you are getting the exosomes... Mm-hmm. They cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. yeah. and these celebrities don't want to give like it up. It's like when Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston's like, Avino, man. That's why my skin looks amazing. You're like, Avino, uh-uh. Yeah, at no MG, <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> yeah, don't want to give it up that the fact that celebrities look the way they do because they have lots of lots yes. of money. Mm-hmm. And that's why they want to look that way, because that says to everyone else, I have lots and lots of money. Right. So anyway, Tori Spelling, misspelling. That's what they should call her. Tori misspell. Well, actually, you would I call her like misspelling. I feel like we could have a lot. Hey, misspelling. I feel like we could have a lot of fun with her name, right? Yeah. Like, and I think she has because didn't she? Didn't she have a a book or some or a show called Notorious or something? She yes. should. Yes, she did. she did. And I just feel like there's lots of other options. You know, if, if you had problems back there, there's a whole line of products she could endorse with her name. I'm going to need help. So you know the word suppose? Oh. Add that to Tori. <laughs> Just sells itself. It's a drag queen it sure name. <laughs> it sure does. It sells itself. Um, Tori, call us. We have some ideas yeah. for you. I mean, if you're going to go in, honey, yeah. go all in. <laughs> oh. Find something more interesting to talk about, honey. Yes, thank you. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show... Oh, you guys, um, I just want to get you ready for what's going to be happening over the next few months. And it's not just on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, It's in the world. Uh, We are going to have to talk about Jennifer Lawrence's pregnancy. Oh, sure. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. And so I want to get you prepared by sharing with you a little D-bag double down this one. Features life and style after this on My Talk 1071. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we had some extra D bag to go around, so we thought we'd throw it here and have a little D bag double Why down. Not? Why the heck not? Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's our D-bag? Life and Style magazine. Oh, God, I haven't picked up a copy of that since the 80s. Bing-bong. Oh, wait, no, it's not a bing-bong. Because, <laughs> like you well, said, I mean, we don't typically talk about online. it, but it's a tabloid. Yeah. It's a tabloid. 
Um, and it just is because this is you guys. Ever since we learned last week that uh, Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant, which, by the way, we learned that through a series of photographs. But I. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't know that we learned that from a statement. Which, yeah. all, I mean... I think you're right. I I just feel like it's a slippery slope. But we, we don't get into do that an awkward anymore. place. We don't apparently. Yeah, like people get married, people have babies, people get pregnant, people get engaged, and nobody tells us anything. Right. See, Ben Low. Mm-hmm. Benifer Genifer. Yeah. So the headline in uh, like so this is so ever since we learned last week that Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant, we're just going to be treated to like every single you know, pregnancy stage stories about it all coming from sources like this is what's going to happen because we're not going to get a story from Jennifer Lawrence herself talking about her pregnancy. Right. So we're going to we're going to have to suffer through this together. And I wanted to bring you the evidence of our first uh, go round. Good. I look for what is this first chapter? Okay. so when you have a baby and you bring the baby home, the baby sleeps somewhere. What's the place that the baby sleeps? You think it's called a nursery? The nursery. Okay. Oh, boy, everybody. We have the exclusive <sighs> in life and style about Jennifer Lawrence's nursery plans. Okay. Like, what? how they're going to decorate it? Oh, yeah. I'm really glad you asked, Bradley, how they're going to decorate it, even though you didn't. You just implied. No, I'm assuming that's, like Th- that's one what of the things we're they talk about. Because yeah. what else do you talk about? So, Is it going to be pink or blue? And I think, did we find out they're not going to find out? Or they might oh find gosh, out? Oh my gosh, you are correct, know? Bradley. Oh God. According it's to almost a like source, I read the story and I promise I did Yeah, it's fine. According to a source, they are not going to find out the sex of the baby. She's thought about decorating the nursery, though, ever since her friends started having babies. Well, doesn't every woman do that? Well, of course we do, Bradley, because we all behave exactly the same. Jennifer, who's 31, by the way, has begun the process of picking out neutral shades in cool, muted colors like tans, yellows, okay. camel, you know how this and is, beige. We know this is a lie. Because it's dumb? Because there's so much detail. Oh, yeah. Who in their right mind knows that stuff right now? And even if she did, like, as I know somebody's like, oh, my God, I totally knew everything I want. Okay, fine. But, like, then who is selling that to in... Who's calling up in or Life, your Life and style. style magazine and being like, I've got all the inside scoop on this. She really wants camel. On Jennifer Lawrence's baby nursery. Nobody yeah. cares. She needs neutral shades. Okay, I want the next part is where you're really gonna be excited. Good, I'm very, I'm so excited right now. So you know, because we just now we just got the colors, 
of the nursery. They're going to be like, we need to know the theme. What's the theme okay. going to be, right? Oh, oh, themes. Okay. Themes. Okay. Nautical? No. Fairy tale? No. She loves teddy bears, monkeys, and cats. So they'll probably make an appearance in stuffed animals and art for the nursery walls. Now, Bradley, mm. Holly, mm-hmm. you guys know what Cook Maroney does for a living, right? Oh, he's a chef. No. He's an art dude. No, Bradley oh, thought dude. he was a chef because his name is Cook. No, no. You know why I thought that? <laughs> Actually, because that's... I always get her and oh, Amy and Schumer. Uh, Schumer mixed mm-hmm. up, and her hubby is a food guy. That's true. Because this is... this. I keep thinking they're going to name their kid... Um, Bony? No, remember... Oh. Remember what Amy Schumer named her kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Jean Attell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every time this comes up, I think it's Amy... I almost said Amy Fisher, but that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different nobody, story. Nobody knows who that is. Oh, All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so those, so because Cook Maroney is, as you said, Holly, he is a, a art dealer. Art dealer. Um, is he Cook, like a Vito Schnabel or Julian Schnabel? Who's the Schnabel guy? Uh, yes, that would be Vito, son of Julian, the artist, who's an art dealer. Okay. So maybe they're friends. Yeah. Well, Cook works in the art scene and with galleries, so the child is probably going to have the best baby art collection in all of New York, according to this. Okay, but okay, so all of that, fine. Okay, we're going to do muted camels and like teddy bears and cats, fine. A camel who can't talk. I don't even care about any of that. Um, But what I do care about is some of the other details about how she found out she was pregnant. Do you want to hear about that? I don't know, went to the... Anyway, what? According to a, a source, Jennifer can't wait to be a mom. She's over the moon about being pregnant. When they finally got the news, it was the good old-fashioned way with an at-home pregnancy test. Jennifer was ready to scream it from the rooftops. Thankfully, Cook is the more level-headed of the two and told her to pump the brakes and wait till she was at least in her second trimester. Now, do you remember... What? That is just I a know. load of hocus-pocus. I know. Now, can I take you on a quick journey? Slow down there. Chief, you got to wait till the second trimester. Yeah, yeah, and then we can tell people. Well, can I take you on a very quick journey? Do you remember? It was only but mm, less than a month ago. It was August, late August that we were treated to pictures of Cook Maroney and Jennifer Lawrence going out for dinner in New York. Yeah, they've been doing that on and off. But do you remember what the rumors were? That she was pregnant. There was this whole, oh, yeah. we went yeah, through yeah, yeah. a quick episode yeah. where everybody was like, Jennifer Lawrence looks pregnant. And then the next time they were out, she was sipping a martini. And people were like, well, that's not happening. Well, then she can't be pregnant. Well, she can be. And there's a lot of options. Uh, she could have chosen to have a martini. That is her decision. Not recommended, but her her choice. Number one. Number two. Could have not been a martini in the glass, you guys, because I don't know if you guys know this. You can really drink any liquid out of yeah. any shaped glass. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. I have been known to drink my sparkling water from a martini glass just because sometimes a glass makes I just you think feel martini fancy. Martini glasses are dumb. I mean, I get that people think they're fancy, but I'm like, efficiency wise or like aerodynamically or. Mm. They just don't seem very easy to drink out of. Well, they're it's definitely like not easy to walk spill. with. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good walking glass, FYI. That's a sitting glass. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but everybody then everybody tapped the brakes on those rumors because she was seen spotted drinking a martini. Yeah. 
And then now here we are again. Now she went out with a visible baby bump and now we're talking about her nursery. So just get ready. Um, this is what we're in for for the foreseeable future. We don't know when she's due. I, the t- the thing I, I tend to think about with Jennifer Lawrence is that all attention is good atten- attention and she likes attention. Mm-hmm. But then you got to ask yourself, as most celebrities do, by the way, this is not unique to Jennifer Lawrence. But so what I'm saying is if we're talking about her in the tabloids, it's because they want us to talk about her. They being her people, her publicity people. Mm-hmm. So then it begs the question, why? Because she was really sort of, I don't want to say persona non grata, but she was kind of like Cricketsville yeah. in terms of her career for so long. And then, you know, uh, towards the middle of this pandemic, or I don't know where we are in this thing, but at a certain point, we started seeing them out and about, and it's like, okay, well, why are we doing this? Oh. And so she has re-entered the narrative, yeah. so then we've just got to ask herself, you know, I think the rumor has been that she's looking to re-engage her career. Well, she is re-engaging her career. So really quick, just kind of dialing it way back. She was embroiled in a lot of the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. conversations. And around then, she, without addressing those conversations, she said basically she's going to take a break from acting. Yeah, and, was and she was going to focus like, on her activism, yeah. which then we didn't see a lot of activizing from her. Um, but then what we did see is her in a wig acting alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't remember that. In a movie that is coming out soon. Oh, yeah, okay. coming out this December. Yeah. Well, okay, th- so that's all right. Yep. Fine. So now okay. we see what's happening. It's all just the same old story. Yeah, and then it all just sort of gels together, right? Mm-hmm. So she's now doing paparazzi walks with her husband, Cook <sighs> Maroney, and now her, her uh, baby bump, her growing baby bump. And by December, we should have a new baby and a new movie all at the Look same at time. And I'm not saying it was all planned, but I'm not not saying it was all planned. Beyond the realm of possibility, that's for sure. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Thank Thank you for coming to our Gen Talk. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was your favorite fast food promo item? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.